Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. you guys know exactly where this podcast is going to start off but first let me i i i need to i need to find some music that fits the theme the notre dame fighting Irish knocked off the number one team in the land last night eight to six that's right the notre dame fighting Irish beat the volunteers the number one team in the country eight to six and they did it by scoring all eight runs in the first four innings of the game they hit four home runs in all four of those innings you had jared miller with a solo shot you had carter puts with a short solo shot or a two-run blast jack seska who had two-run blast and jack brannigan who had another solo shot four home runs in the first four innings cash that let's go we had we had guys in the Slack channel. We had guys in the Slack channel talking about that game the whole time. Guys, join up the Slack. You can give me bets that you want me to tail. I'll do the same thing if I find any late news that I'm like, hey, this total is a great bet to take today. One, one more. I'm just this – this is so excited. I, I'm so excited that we hit this. I mean, we – the college baseball experience was like – one of the only podcasts in the world telling you guys that Notre Dame was going to beat Tennessee this weekend. And what'd they do? They beat them. Eight to six. Everybody, no, nobody nobody thought that they were going to be able to do it. But your boy that had them 40 to one to win the College World Series five weeks ago told you guys, it's not a slappy play because I have that future on them. This team is definitely overlooked. What did they do in the first four innings? They were running like crazy on Russell. Couldn't throw him out. Overthrows, taking free bases. They did, The stolen bases didn't even matter yesterday. They hit tanks in Knoxville. You love, love, love to see it. Now, I mean, I just touted the 
hardest I've ever done in, I don't know, this is like the 26th episode of the college baseball experience, but that was, that was needed. I enjoyed that moment. We barely had a positive day. That makes us 10 positive days in the last 11 podcasts. And all 11 of those podcasts have been either conference tournament or NCAA tournament. Yesterday, my podcast plays went two and two uh, for plus 0.05 of the unit. So we barely escaped, like I said. And that Notre Dame play was one big reason why we were able to come out on positive. But if you listen to the podcast, there was a couple of pitchers that we announced that actually didn't pitch. Now, I looked on Twitter and I looked on the team's athletic sites, and those were the names that were listed. And they were not the guys that trotted out on Friday. The main one that I'm talking about here is Virginia Tech. They didn't start Drew Hackenberg. They started Griffin Green. Now, Oklahoma has a dog. Uh, the big lefty, Jake Bennett, he went out there and dealt. I know, I knew about the guy, but I was still going to take Virginia Tech if they started Drew Hackenberg against him. But that wasn't the case. Um, Griffin Green went out there, had a poor start, gave up three runs in the first two innings or something like that. If that kid doesn't start, that's a closer game throughout the game. They only gave up two runs in the last seven innings uh, to Oklahoma, and Virginia Tech would have won because they put up four on Jake Bennett, uh, courtesy of a sixth and seventh inning home run against him. But, uh, yeah, I gave Oklahoma on the money line out on Twitter. So that's the positives of following me on Twitter or just having our Slack channel because we were talking about it in the Slack, how I screwed up and gave out the wrong pitcher. But you know what? That's what betting on college baseball is sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know the starting pitcher before the game, uh, the first pitch of the game begins. Um, It's not the first time that I've gotten a pitcher wrong on this 10 positive day streak. Um, But uh, most of the time, I'm able to project them right now. Again, like clear warning. When I say project, it is not confirmed. When I say confirmed or like this guy is going to pitch, that is uh, a guy that's going to pitch. Um, now, I know I said that on yesterday's podcast a couple of times. I just wanted to apologize that uh, about that up front. But uh, yeah, yesterday, podcast plays went 2-2. Two two. They were plus 0.05 of a unit. On Twitter, we went 3-3. Three plus 0.2 of a unit either way still not a huge difference there overall on the podcast went three and two on picks and colby went two and two plus 0.55 units there uh he hit on east carolina as a dog and he hit on a half unit play with me on notre dame so uh yeah just good day all around for the boys um i already touched on the notre dame tennessee score but let's run through the scores a little bit i'm going to talk about most of these games in the analysis for the picks so i'm just going to mention that east carolina they beat texas 13 to 7 yesterday that was a back and forth game until they really just pulled away in the eighth inning and the jungle showed up and showed out and that really did bother texas we were talking about it on the podcast how that uh david pierce did not um, seemed too fond of going into uh, Clark LeClaire or LeClaire Clark. It's one of the two for the field uh, field name. Uh, he was not too pleased about it. And he actually mentioned about the five in or six foot 
outfield wall that the fans hang over. And that played a huge role because Douglas Hodo, the third, their center fielder for Texas had the ball in his mitt and it was right up against the wall. It just popped out of his mitt over the wall for a home run. And that was a big momentum change in that game. And that was 100% because of the fans game two of the day. We had that Oklahoma, Virginia tech blunder. I, I still, I disagree with the Griffin green start on Friday. Um, and then again, just, just for the heck of it, uh, sorry, Tennessee fans, but Notre Dame beat Tennessee eight, six. And the nightcap was a great pitchers duel between Texas A&M and Louisville. Texas A&M walked it off five to four. Again, I'll talk more in depth about those games in the previews of Saturday's games here. Before we get into the Saturday's games, let me tell you about win bet. Uh, make sure that you get down on win bets, bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet may, uh, qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. The ultimate fantasy football experience is when you can bet $500 on sports or the casino before July 31st, 2022, and you enter into the uh Enter to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed, so if somebody was to bet $1,000, they would get two entries. Party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel himself this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on the sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for some of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple because in first, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, their number of points scored in basketball or hits recorded in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason that I'm excited, uh, all of SGPN is excited, uh, buddies are excited about it, is because you can join a group together and play contests against each other uh, or together. It's got a built-in group chat where you can see and copy your friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper Now to play their new over-under game and have some fun with your friends and make some money. Our promo code for that is SGPMLB. Okay. Let's get into some of these Saturday games. We have eight games on the slate, and we have been rolling over the past two weeks just raking in winners after winners. Uh, game number one, 11 a.m. on the East Coast, is between Arkansas, who's 41-19 and 19 on the year, 18-12 and 12 out of the SEC, against the 10-seed North Carolina, who's 42-20 and 20 and 15-15 and 15 out of the ACC. The odds for this game are Arkansas, plus 100, North Carolina, minus 130, 
The total is 11. The over is juiced to minus 120, and the under is at minus 110. North Carolina, minus 1.5 is plus 155. Arkansas, minus, uh, Arkansas plus 1.5 is minus 195. UNC is fourth in the RPI, and Arkansas is 28th. The Tar Heels have a 21-6 and six record against the top 50 in the RPI, and the Razorbacks are 16-14. and 14. The preview of this Chapel Hill Super Regional hints to many home runs as both teams rank highly in the nation, UNC with 100 being tied for 16th, and Arkey with 98 and 21st. The Razorbacks will play clean defensive fundamental baseball with a great bullpen behind their starting pitcher, uh, starting pitching rotation that may have just found themselves in a groove last weekend. Both squads rank in the top 25 in team ERA with both being under 420. Uh, Arkansas's confirmed pitcher is the right-hander Connor Nolan, their ace. He's 6-5 and five on the year with a 4-13 ERA, 99 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 93.2 innings pitched. And North Carolina has also confirmed their pitcher is a right-hander their ace as well, Max Carlson, who's 4-2 and two with a 3.61 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 36 walks, and 72.1 innings pitched. For North Carolina, Mikey Madesh won the Chapel, Chapel Hill Regional Most Outstanding Player. He raked in 13 hits over the weekend in a three-run mash against VCU in the championship game on Monday. As for Arkansas, Michael Turner, the Stillwater Most Outstanding player slashed 444, 545, 833 with two home runs and 11 RPIs. I love the vibe of this Razorback clubhouse and their uh, offense's momentum at plus 100 money line, under 11, minus 110. I like both of those for this game. Um, yeah, Arkansas, I, I've said it on this podcast once. I really think that they're just rallying around what had happened with that radio guy calling out Michael Turner and calling him a bunch of names. And Michael Turner goes out and plays his ass off and this team rallies around him. The pitching staff, the pitching staff has found each other or found um, themselves here. And uh, Hagen Smith, he's, he's going to be interesting. I don't know. They only announced Carter Nolan, Connor Noland for Saturday. Um, I don't know if Hagen Smith is going to start a game or if he's going to continue in that closer role because he looked very good in that role on Monday. Um, and he could easily continue uh, coming in in the late innings or leverage innings for this Razorback squad. I just don't know who they would fill in as a starter because Jackson Wiggins may have lost that spot over the past weekend here. Um the next game that I want to cover is at noon Eastern time. We have the nine seed uh, Texas, who's forty-five and twenty. They're fourteen and ten out of the Big Twelve. They're playing the eight seed East Carolina, forty-six and nineteen, twenty and four out of the American. Um, Texas is minus one ninety-five on the money line, and East Carolina is plus one fifty-five. The total is at twelve and a half, with minus one fifteen on both the over and the under. Texas minus one and a half is minus one fifteen, and East Carolina plus one and a half is also minus one fifteen. Texas will be the more uh, Texas will be the home team today. Yesterday, ECU did everything they needed to do to put themselves into position to win the super regional. As, a, as good of a story this matchup is between these two teams already, I think it needs a game three. 
ECU exposed a lot of Texas's bullpen arms, and they're some of their best, but they aren't they aren't that great to begin with. Uh, I think ECU has a few ghosts that will reappear when trying to clinch their berth against the program that has been to Omaha the most times here. Um, we saw it in the regional uh, with East Carolina hosting. They got uh, ran out of the building by Coastal Carolina on Sunday. It was like a nine to one score. I think I think Texas has the ability to do that again um, to the Pirates here. ECU, I project either Josh Rose or Jake Kookmaner or Ryder Giles will get the start. We know how East Carolina is. They're very bullpen heavy. Their starter outside of C.J. Mayhew, who pitched great yesterday um, until he gave up back-to-back bombs to Ivan Melendez and Murphy Staley. Uh, he, he pitched very well, and that was one of the longer outings Mayhew's had in the past month. Um but yeah, Groves, Kukmater, or Giles will only probably go three innings, and then they'll turn it over to the bullpen and mix and match and get through it. Um, for Texas, Lucas Gordon's going to be on the mound. He's seven and one on the year with a two thirty six ERA, seventy one strikeouts, twenty two walks in eighty innings pitched. In yesterday's game for ECU, Bryson Worrell went four for five with four runs scored, two RBIs. Jacob Jenkins. Uh, Cowart was clutch all game with four RBIs. And on the other hand, the Hispanic Titanic, Ivan Melendez, he hit his 31st home run and Murphy Staley went deep twice. Ultimately, I think Texas figures out a way to get the job done, but I wouldn't bet anything on this game. I now think that ECU can win this series in game three. Um, If you guys want to go ahead and play East Carolina on the money line at plus 155, you have uh, my okay to do that. But, uh, yeah, I just – I I need to see East Carolina do it. I mean, they've never been to Omaha for a reason. Um, that reason is that they've never won a Super Regional, obviously, but they've never hosted a Super Regional. At least they haven't hosted one since 2001, and they've always traveled to teams like Texas, Louisville, uh, Vanderbilt they did. I think they went to South Carolina too. A lot of good programs hosted East Carolina and knocked them out. I think there's a few ghosts there that they have to get past. I love Cliff Godwin. East Carolina was one of the teams that I was very confident in, and I put in a preseason future on them. Just right now, I think that um, Texas is going to win game two here. Um, The next game on our slate is also at noon Eastern time. We have Virginia Tech against Oklahoma. Virginia Tech is 44-13, 19-9 out of the ACC. Oklahoma is 41 and 21, 15 and 9 out of the Big 12. Virginia Tech opens as a minus 170 favorite, and Oklahoma is plus 140 as an underdog. Uh, the total is at 13 and a half, minus 120 juiced on the over, minus 110 is on the under. Uh, Virginia Tech minus one and a half is minus 105, and Oklahoma plus one and a half is minus 125. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I question the decision by Coach John Sheff. Uh, on not starting their ace, Drew Hackenberg, yesterday unless he is injured. I haven't heard anything about a potential injury, so I'm going to expect Hackenberg to pitch today. As for Oklahoma's ace, Jake Bennett, the hefty lefty rolled through the Hokies' lefty-filled lineup with five strong innings but then got tagged by Virginia Tech's Carson Jones and Jack Hurley for two two two-run tanks in the final two frames of his seven-inning outing. 
OU pounced on a poor performance by Griffin Green in the first two innings, giving up three of the total five runs scored all game, led by Brett uh, Swarles. I, I think that's what it is. I can't even read my own handwriting. Damn it. I think it's Brett Squires, who went two for four with an RBI, two runs scored, and two for four on the day. Um, today, I project, like I mentioned, Drew Hackenberg to start for the Hokies. He's 10 and 2 on the year with a 310 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 90 innings pitched. And for Oklahoma, David Sandlin, who's 8 and 3 with a 525 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 84 innings pitched. The Sooners are the home team today, and normally we would say that they have the hammer, but that's not true because the Hokies have the home run hammer. And their bats don't get pulled down or don't get held down often. Today is the bounce-back day for Virginia Tech. I like them on the run line at minus 105, and I like the under in this game at 13.5. Under 13.5. Back back to the (laughs) – I mean, do I have to to mention what I'm doing on this game? You guys should know already. Uh, Tennessee is hosting – Notre Dame in the Super Regional at 2 o'clock, but Notre Dame is going to be the home team here. Tennessee is minus 315 on the money line. Notre Dame's plus 230. The total is at 10.5, minus 120 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Tennessee is a minus 2.5 run favorite at plus 105, and Notre Dame is plus 2.5 at minus 135. Uh, Notre Dame... Pounced on Tennessee and scored all eight of their runs in the first four innings with four home runs. A very cool story and good day for Jarrett Miller, who went three for four with a parking lot tank in his first game back from injury. The Volunteers attended or attempted a late inning or late game comeback. Jesus, I can't talk. The Volunteers attempted a late game comeback, but the story of this game became the ejection of Drew Gilbert resulting in a one-game suspension, and he won't be able to play in Game 2. Pitching coach Frank Anderson also got tossed from uh, this game, and it was the second time he's been ejected from a game this year, so that results in a three-game suspension. (coughs) Um, The Gilbert Sussie uh, was deserved, in my opinion, and now Tennessee is without their spark plug and leader on the offense. Uh, Tennessee, they're going to be throwing their right-handed pitcher Chase Dolander. He's the, he's been their ace. He's the AC or the SEC pitcher of the year. Dolander, nine and zero on the year with a two thirty-eight ERA, one hundred and three strikeouts, thirteen walks in seventy-two innings pitched, and his opponents are batting one seventy-two against him. For Notre Dame, they also have their ace here that they held on Friday and saved for Saturday. Their left-hander, Southpaw, John Michael Bertrand, who's 9-2 with a 2.27 ERA, 103 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 99 innings pitched. In an ace-versus-ace battle, I'm ditching my strategy, or I'm not ditching my strategy. Um, I'm going to be playing Notre Dame once again. I think they've been disrespected with this line at plus 230. Uh, I'm going to put a half unit on that, and I'll also bet the over 10.5 at minus 120 for this game. Um, before we jump into the second half of the Saturday slate, 
The College Baseball Experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is a, is a visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Game number five on today's slate is between Texas A&M and Louisville. A&M is 41-18 on the year. They're the five seed, and they're 19-11 out of the SEC. They're playing the 12 seed, Louisville, who's 42-20-1, and 18-11-1 and out of the ACC. Texas A&M opens as a minus-140 favorite. Louisville is plus-110. The total is at 14.5, the over slightly juiced at minus-120, and the under is at minus-110. Texas A&M minus one and a half is plus one twenty-five, and the Louisville plus one and a half is minus one fifty-five. Both of these teams played a four and a half hour game last night uh, that ended past midnight, and now the evil NCAA is making them play another game almost fourteen hours later. Expect the bats to be a little bit uh, livelier than last night's five-four game. <coughs> For the Aggies, Jordan Thompson went 2-4 with a wall-scraping home run, three RBIs, and a run scored. The hero last night was clutch Troy Clonch, who hit a seeing-eye single through the right side of the infield to walk off the cards. Ben Metzinger had a 3-for-5 day for Louisville as UofL scored three of their four runs in the second inning. (coughs) Neither team... Uh, has announced their projected pitcher for Saturday's tilt, so I'm left to try and project them myself. A&M 
is the easy one in my opinion. I think they're going to go with Micah Dallas, who's six and three on the year, with a five thirty eight ERA, seventy nine strikeouts, nineteen walks in seventy two innings pitched, and for U of L, I think they're going to end up starting Riley Phillips. Now, they threw Garrett Schmelt. They threw Garrett Schmeltz yesterday, and they threw their uh, they threw their sad like Sunday game one starter. From last week's last weekend's regional, they threw him in relief as well. His name is escaping me at this moment. So I think they're going to end up going with their second game on Saturday that uh, Riley Phillips started. I mean, he's their next available starter uh, with full rest. Um, he's five and one on the year with a 4.25 ERA, 64 strikeouts, 14 walks in, 53 innings pitched. In Phillips' last outing, he absolutely shoved against Michigan's good hitting lineup and racked up 11 punchies in five innings, only giving up two hits and getting pulled at 69 pitches. Nice. Dallas's last start was five one-hit innings versus the four-seed Oral Roberts. We saw the Cardinals' bullpen get taxed last night, and now I question what they have left. I'll be on the Aggies minus 140 and the over 14.5 minus 120 in this matchup. Now, um, a stat that I heard on a broadcast yesterday, and I wish I wrote it down. Teams that won the first game of the series go on to win the series uh, 91% of the time, I think was the number. Now, uh, I have Texas, and I have um, I have Texas and Virginia Tech uh, winning the second game after losing the first, and forcing it to a game three. I I mean, I have Louisville in my Omaha eight. I'm just not that confident. The way that the way that they used their pitching staff yesterday, I was not a, really a fan of. They brought in almost everybody, and they threw Prosecchi for a longer period of time. He threw like 40 pitches, and they threw Schmeltz in there when I thought he was going to start game two. So I just don't like the position that Louisville's in. And Texas A&M, they're just going to hit. I mean – they they forced Jared Poland to a hundred pitches in four innings. Um, if you do that to any starting pitcher, you're gonna get into that bullpen real quick. And whether Louisville had two of the best, uh, what was the stat? It was like two of the best like ex woba uh, performances uh, by a pitching staff in the regional round last weekend. Uh, it's just not gonna be able to withstand the Aggies bats here. And I like the Aggies minus 140. And I think that both teams uh, start hitting a little bit more now that it's uh, a a, a day game and the defense may not be as sharp, only coming off of like 14 hours of a break between games. At 4 o'clock, we have Ole Miss, who's 35 and 22 on the year, 14 and 16 out of the SEC playing against the 11th seed in the tournament, North Southern Miss, who's 45-17, and 23-7 and seven out of Conference USA. Um, <clears throat> Ole Miss is plus 105 on the money line. Southern Miss is minus 135. The total is set at 9.5, with the over-juiced at minus 125, and the under is at minus 105. The spread, the run line, minus 1.5 for the Golden Eagles is plus 160 in Plus one and a half on the Rebels is minus 200. We have an in-state little brother hosting big brother in our next game here. Both pitchers have been confirmed for us. So 
Great news there. Ole Miss will be throwing Dylan DeLucia, who's 5-2 and two with a 468 ERA, 79 strikeouts, 24 walks in 73 innings pitched. And Southern Miss is going to be going with their number two starter. Now, that don't mean shit because any of these top three arms on Southern Miss would be the ace of almost any staff in the country. Uh, anybody would die for these Golden Eagles starting pitching arms. But their number two Hurston Waldrop, he's 6-1 on the year with a 297 ERA, 128 strikeouts, 29 walks in 85 innings pitched. I have Southern Miss as one of my Omaha teams because they have every ingredient that every ingredient that you look for in an Omaha baseball team, college baseball team. A great starting rotation, great defense, and timely hitting. However, Ole Miss is the hot three seed, and since 2011, We've only had one year without a three seed in the Omaha eight. And I now think that the Rebels can be that team. In last weekend's regional, the, their bullpen didn't give up a single run. And Tim Elko slugged a 2,111 uh, slugging percentage. And he hit 778 with three bombs. And Peyton Chatagnier slashed 538, 571, 1231 with 10 RBIs. This team is rolling. And they're my bet today at plus 105. Okay, and I just want to I just want to rant like for a minute here on what the NCAA did with the scheduling here. They had Oregon State playing at uh, 4 p.m. local time, but 7 p.m. Eastern time. They moved it back to 10, and now we have two games at 10 instead of a game at 7, and we're going to have a break of college baseball games. My, I can't take that. <laughs> I mean. That's going to suck for three hours from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I don't know why ESPN did that, but just got to deal with it. Um, the 14 seed, the Auburn Tigers, they're 40, 40, 40, my God, they're 40 and 19, 20 and 10 out of the SEC. They'll be traveling to Corvallis to play the three seed, Oregon State, who's 47, 16, and 20 and 10 out of the Pac 12. Oregon State is favored at minus 175. Auburn is plus 145. The total is at 10.5. Minus 125 juiced on the over. Minus 105 is on the under. <clears throat> For Oregon State on the run line, minus 1.5. They're plus 115. And Auburn plus 1.5 on the run line is minus 145. Last weekend in three games, the Auburn Tigers passed the half-century mark with 51 runs. It was a pretty stress-free regional for War Eagle at home, but that's how it is normally for them this season with a 23-9 record inside Plainsman. But now they're on the road and their bats aren't nearly as deadly away from, not to mention, or away from home. And not to mention, they travel to Corvallis where so many SEC teams go to die in the postseason. OSU is 22-9 at home this year with the best complete team and pitching staff west of the Mississippi. The Beavers rank in the top 40 uh, of batting average at 298, on-base percentage 410, fielding percentage 982, ERA 419, strikeouts 606, and whip at 126. Auburn has confirmed their Saturday night starter is Trace Bright, who's 4-4 four four with a 480 ERA. 84 strikeouts, 35 walks in 75 innings pitched. <clears throat> and for Oregon State, they have Cooper Jerby, who I've <clears throat> I've been so high on this Beavers team this year. And you all have 
heard me mention multiple times that I believe that Cooper Jerpy is the best pitcher in the country. He's 10 and 2 with a 240 ERA, 155 strikeouts, 21 walks, and 97.2 innings pitched. His opponents are batting a 182 batting average against him. The Auburn bat to watch in this series is Sonny DeShera, a.k.a. Sonny D. He's hitting 397 with an OPS of 1369 with 20 home runs on the season. And for Oregon State, keep an eye on Jacob Melton, who's slashing 360, 422, 668. With, uh, he, he's two RBIs shy of Adley Rutschman's school record for RBIs in a season. <clears throat> Oregon State with Jerpy facing Auburn, who is not throwing their best pitcher, Joseph Gonzalez, here is the biggest lock to win on today's slate at minus 175. In my opinion, the under 10.5 is also going to be my pick. I need a drink of water. Last game on the slate is between UConn, who's 49 and 14. This game's at 10.30 p.m. They're 16 and 5 out of the Big East. They're playing against the two seeds in the tournament. Stanford, who's 45-15, and 21-9 out of the Pac-12. Stanford is minus 195 on the money line. UConn is plus 155. The total is set at 10 with minus 115 on both the over and under. Minus 1.5, Stanford is minus 110. Plus 1.5 on UConn is minus 120. I want to tread lightly here because I know UConn is a dangerous team. And on the last episode, I said that I'm betting the series to go under two and a half games and for a Stanford sweep. The Huskies are kind of like the Southern Miss of the Northeast. Now, having said that, I'm treating the trees like Texas. If this game goes to a game three, I, I think UConn could make their first College World Series appearance since 1979. And UConn was Colby's favorite play for today's slate. Um, he said it in last podcast as well. UConn has yet to announce a starting pitcher, so I project that either Austin Peterson or Pat Gallagher will get the start. Peterson, who's, uh, who threw 50 pitches in relief on Monday in the regional championship game, uh, that's kind of why I'm a little bit hesitant on him and why I think Pat Gallagher has a slight chance to start both both guys are dangerous with sub 340 ERAs, over 100 strikeouts on the season, and over 100 innings pitched. For Stanford, ace Alex Williams is confirmed to go here. He's 8-2 on the year with a 235 ERA, 89 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 95.2 innings pitched. UConn's Matt Donlin won the College Park Most Outstanding Player with a Grand Slam in the Monday Final. Donlin is tied for second on the team in home runs with 11. And Stanford's Eddie Park won their Regionals Most Outstanding Player. He batted 700 with a 727 on-base percentage, scoring five runs in five games this past weekend. In this game, I love the under-10 Uh as you know, in the Pacific Northwest, the ball just does not fly really well at night. And I'll pick Stanford at minus 195 to win this game. So as we wrap up this podcast, we're going to get to my locks. But first, I want to share um, this tweet that I had yesterday, um, but I didn't give out on the podcast in our last episode. Most of these are still available because they actually start this or start today in their series. Just a couple of super regional futures that I had. 
um, and I tweeted them out. So if you follow me on Twitter, great for you. You saw these yesterday morning. I'm on the uh, over two and a half games in the Oklahoma-Virginia Tech series. That one's at minus 115. I'm on the under two and a half games in the Stanford-UConn series. That one's minus 145. I have... or. I have Louisville to win the series against Texas A&M at plus 116. That one, I am predicting now that we lose, but uh, it's on it. I'm going to say it. Uh, I also have plus 100 Arkansas to win the series against North Carolina. I have minus 105 Ole Miss to win their series against Southern Miss. And one College World Series future that I've added to my catalog. I think I said it on last Last episode, this was the one that I included. I have Arkansas at 25-1 to 1 to win the College World Series now. I think they're really hot. But uh, without further ado, that's my first lock of the day is Arkansas on the money line against North Carolina in game one of the series. Plus 100, I'm putting a unit onto that one. Then at minus 110, I'm taking the under in that same game. The total is 11 between Arkansas and North Carolina, a unit on that play as well. At minus 105, I have Virginia Tech on the run line, minus one and a, one and a half to beat Oklahoma by two or more runs. At plus 230, I have Notre Dame on the money line at a half unit. Uh, I'm going to be putting on that one. In that same game as well, I'm on the over 10 and a half. It's minus 120. That one's a unit play. Minus 140, I have Texas A&M on the money line for one unit. And at minus 120 in that same game, I have the over 14 and a half between Texas A&M and Louisville also for a unit. And then lastly, I have Ole Miss at plus 105 on the money line for a unit. I'll include Colby's play here. He loves UConn at plus 155 to get the game one victory against Stanford. And he actually likes them to win the series. Let me pull up that series future real quick. He likes UConn plus 240 to beat the trees this weekend at Sunken Diamond. For the podcast parlay, this is kind of the uh, top – uh, draw, I guess, to everyone's day. They they love the parlays, so we're gonna keep giving them out to you guys. We're nine and nine on podcast parlays this season. Um, unfortunately, we've lost four of our last five, but I like the podcast parlay today at plus one ninety three. We're gonna put a half unit onto this one, Oregon State money line, and I like the under ten. And Stanford UConn. I'm also betting that one solo. We're going to put a unit onto that as well. Uh, under 10 UConn Stanford. That one's minus 115. So in total, I'm spreading around the love. We have a nine unit card. Uh, typically, I keep my cards around seven, max eight units, but I love the board today. And we're taking two plays in some of these games. And that podcast parlay is going to be really light, really nice because both of those games are late games. And you'll be able to watch those with uh, a UFC fight or uh, the Edgar Berlanga fight that I'll also probably have on a TV as well. He's the monster. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to the MMA Gambling Podcast. Those guys, Jeff Fox and uh, Daniel Gumby. Freeland, 
they do awesome. And that was one of my favorite podcasts to listen to before I even joined the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, and Colby just started his 131 podcasts on 131 FBS teams series. That is what ended up bringing me into SGPN. That was the first SGPN, SGPN podcast that I listened to. It was to the Michigan uh, episode on that. So go give that a try. Trust me, you're going to love it. He brings on a bunch of different guys from all these uh, teams, whether it's their beat writers or a team representative. Uh, they have fun with that series, and it's very informative in the preseason just the past time. So Thank you all for listening to the college baseball experience. You've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. Adios, amigos.